Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Jesse Drama, and you're listening to another episode of Free from 9 to 5 Podcast. In today's episode, you are going to actually hear me fanboy out. I bring on Patrick Kenny, who talks real estate investing and Forex, uh, the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, and much more. Honestly, the dude drops absolute nuggets in this episode, so I never really recommend getting something to write with, but I, I actually would. Uh, unless you're driving and listening to this, I actually would get something to write with. Pen, paper, if you're interested in real estate investment, interested in just entrepreneurship in general, uh, this was such a great episode. Obviously, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, YouTube, uh, and anywhere you decide to listen to this podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Feel free to leave us a five-star review or whatever the rating system is for that platform. Uh, but definitely just enjoy the episode because it was so much fun and so informative. I'm just really fired up for you guys to listen to this episode. Uh, but before we get going, I want to talk about our good friends from Enagic. Hey, get this. People everywhere are discovering the life-changing power of Kangen water. Water is the most important substance in the world, but not all water is created equal. According to National Geographic, bottled water is a drain on the environment. The U.S. public goes through 50 billion water bottles a year, and the majority isn't even recycled. Now, get, get this. Tap water isn't, isn't really the answer either. 1.8 billion people utilize drinking water that's contaminated with fecal matter. Gross. Now, common water, on the other hand, is an antioxidant-rich, healthy water for revitalizing cells and a healthy alternative to regular tap and bottled water. The Enagic Kangen machines filter out chlorine and other impurities from tap water, then separates the hydrogen and oxygen with a process known as electrolysis. According to studies, those who drink hydrogen-rich water show a substantial increase in their antioxidant enzymes and a massive decrease in the acid in their urine. On top of that, there's been evidence of increased good cholesterol and decreasing of the bad cholesterol. Yeah, there's a big difference. So if you're big on health, and I know I am, make sure you visit Enagic.com and get yourself hydrated correctly today. Just make sure when checking out, you use the referral number 730-9993 and put my name, Jesse Belvin. I've been an affiliate with Enagic for a long time and absolutely love what the company is about. So remember, change your water and change your life. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then, of course, what would a Free From 9 to 5 podcast be without talking about Digital Diamond Hunter? Hey, what's going on, you cryptocurrency fanatics? I wanted to talk about Digital Diamond Hunter really quickly. If you've ever been wondering how to find the next cryptocurrency that goes 10x, 20x, or hey, even 100x, look no further. Digital Diamond Hunter has weekly hidden diamond reports that will help put you ahead of the game. I have to be honest, I was one of those people that got involved in cryptocurrency uh, when everybody else did, made a bunch of money, lost a bunch of money, and then decided, I'm, I'm pretty much done, I'm pretty much good. It wasn't until a good friend of mine put me on to Digital Diamond Hunter and uh, I was able to get the weekly hidden diamond reports that it really did help me like get going. I mean, it's crazy what it's been able to do so far. I have a feeling we're we're in for some real craziness in the cryptocurrency space. Uh, possibly another bull run here coming shortly, and you don't want to miss out. I recommend nobody else other than Digital Diamond Hunter. They have different payment methods, including 
being able to pay for your membership in cryptocurrency, and uh, I, I highly recommend checking them out. If you do, tell them Jesse Belvin sent you, and uh, yeah, enjoy. And last but certainly not least, as you guys know, myself being the owner of Codewear Clothing, I want to share with everybody uh, what is going on with Codewear Clothing right now. Hey, what's going on? I want to talk to you about Codewear Clothing. Codewear Clothing is a San Diego-based t-shirt company helping locals represent their home all over the U.S. If you live over in Southern California, you know how big your zip code is. You see people driving around all the time, they got their zip code on the back of their truck, their car, and uh, they take a lot of pride in it. But guess what? It's not just a Southern California thing. My wife and I took over this business back in 2020. It was very popular here in the San Diego area, and our goal is to take it nationwide. And uh, one of the coolest things that we actually added is a wholesale program. So if you're a retail shop, business, uh, you know, restaurant, bar, you name it, we have a wholesale program for you. It allows you to have a massive discount on bulk orders, plus get this, screen printing. Yeah, we'll ship it right there to you. And here's what's really cool. We can put your restaurant, business, retail shop's name right there on the shirt. So we can fully customize them, still giving it that code wear look and feel, and you're getting a massive discount for it. So if you wanna get your hands on this really popular shirt, reach out to myself or my wife, jesse at codewearclothing.com, and we will get you the hookup. All right, now that we got that out of the way, let's get started. Jesse Drama with another episode of Free from 9 to 5, uh, the podcast. We, uh, I'm really excited about this episode, but I first want to just uh, explain some upgrades, what we're working on right now. Um, we were, as you guys know, I'm a firm believer of killing the three birds with one stone. So we started off doing Instagram lives, repurposing them. Uh, that's, that's great for some content, but one of the things that we were figuring out was that, uh, well... I guess my light just went out, but I guess it doesn't matter because we're not actually recording this video. Uh, but one of the things that I figured out was that microphone issues are a real thing. And uh, one of my favorite episodes that we just did, unfortunately, with Julian Carmona, who is the um, is the brother of uh, Vote for Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, we did an episode with him and uh, the, the microphone issue was a real issue. So... This is really cool because we actually upgraded our system to uh, Riverside.fm. We are going to tentatively promote the hell out of this company because it uh, looks like it's going to be a, a home run hitter. So today, I was super nervous about this, this guest, because uh, I, I just think the world of this guy. And um, he's, he's very humble, though. So if you like meet him, you wouldn't think anything of it. But he, he is an absolute savage and uh, just a, just a, an even better person, honestly. He's so much fun to hang out with. Uh, but you can really learn a lot from him, not just in the industries that he shines in, but um, pretty much entrepreneurship in general. And so as you guys know, Free From 9 to 5 is, uh, the reason it was, it was made was so that we could actually bring all these industries uh, to one home, to one hub, talk about them, 
A lot of people call me the taste tester of entrepreneurship because I'm not really a master of anything, um, but I just, I love to talk about it. I love to try different things. Um, and I love to bring in experts who are killing the game in their field. And then that way, you know, the 70% of the U.S. workforce, they hate their job. If, uh, if they find something they like, uh, we can at least point you in the right direction. So um, today we've got Patrick Kenny out in Scottsdale, Arizona. Pat, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, man. You said it crystal clear. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> so... Pat uh, is is like, I don't know how long we've known each other for years, it seems like, um, but you know how like one of those things where like it starts off Facebook, you know, brings all these entrepreneurs together, and I actually had the, the privilege of kicking it with him out here in San Diego. Uh, it's, the guy's cool online, and he's actually even cooler offline too, so it's just it's just really cool to that, that I was actually able to hang out with him and actually pick his brain on a lot of stuff, because he, like I said, guys, he's really sharp. Um, and, uh, so Patrick, uh, I obviously, I brought you on here because, uh, you're, you're in, in our space, right? You're just a savage when it comes to Forex, Forex day trading, uh, that sort of thing. Um, I know that you're, you're, you're not just good at one thing or two things or three things, but I know that you have made a, a very big name for yourself in the Forex space. Um, uh, but you're also doing some other stuff as well. So tell us how you got here today. Oh boy. Um, how didn't I get here? Uh, so <laughs> I guess, you know, first of all, I want to say thanks for having me on. This is awesome, man. Um, you, you know, I think that getting here has been a multitude of things. It's not an easy answer. Um, I look back at first two businesses um, were a clothing line that absolutely failed. Uh, note to self, never do that again. And uh, the second business was actually flipping shoes. So I used to buy and sell, you know, I don't know, Jordans, Yeezys, all these sort of shoes, different things of that nature. And, um, you know, had that sort of thing going when I was in high school, specifically 16, 17, 18, flipping shoes. I think that the shoe flipping business was the first business that kind of told me that there was, you know, not that I didn't believe it, but I had been told all my life, you know, I got to go to school, get the degree to get the job, to get the paycheck, which... Is totally fine, by the way, totally fine. I ended up getting the degree. But when I started making money flipping shoes, I realized there was more ways to make money. Uh, there was more ways that I could make money. Um, so anyway, I started flipping shoes. That interest kind of sparked in my head that I could make money in, in, into different spots. And so that, I guess, kind of spilled over into eventually stumbling upon day trading uh, when I was just out of high school actually so I graduated in May I discovered uh, out of high school in 2014 I discovered high, uh, uh, Forex in July of, of 2014 and then yeah I mean obviously I could go into the details of the ins and outs of that but that has now progressed for seven years now and then um, you know I've expanded into some other things as well but yeah all in all you know that I've kept the main thing the main thing I know what I'm good at uh, trading is something that I just kind of visually and fundamentally understand, so I, I enjoy it, and I'll, I'll continue to do that for sure. I think that is so cool, man. And, and you know, for those of you guys that are listening, I like to be uh, super honest. So, like, I document a lot of stuff, um, you know, uh, and I have done this for years. Like, if I'm failing at something, I like to show people, hey, listen, 
This isn't as easy as, as you might think. And, um, and the reason I think I do that is because I'm very confident in the fact that I will eventually figure out different things, right? So um, I, I'm messing around with video games, right? I mess around with all sorts of different industries. Uh, but Patrick, I gotta say, Forex is, is, is the closest thing that I've seen to, uh, it look, I feel like I'm learning Chinese. When I'm looking at it, I, I'm like, man, this is actually pretty tough. And so I think that that's a testament to not only the fact that you're, you're really good at it, um, but that you've been such a good educator too and helping other people learn that skill as well. So that's one thing that obviously from afar, I'm like, man, that is so impressive. Um, you're, you're, I know you're involved in a lot of different things. One of the things I wanted to ask you about your experience, and I'll just start with like, um, you know, like what drew you into it. So obviously you're in Forex, but also uh, you recently got involved in real estate too, right? Yeah, I've always wanted to be involved in real estate. But yeah, last year with the pandemic, with the way things went, I ended up, yeah, actually I'm currently sitting in one of those deals right now. Um, and then uh, a second was a flip uh, as well. So yeah, two deals. And yeah, I've always wanted to do it. So I'm excited to be involved now. That's awesome, man. And uh, I, I, I gotta be honest, I, I like seeing your YouTube videos pop up. I love watching your stuff. Your content is great. Um, and real estate is something that is, is, uh, is another very exciting industry. So just like even the fact that you're, you're just like, you just jumped into it and you're figuring it out. And I just think that that's so incredible. You know, one of the things that I think uh, we can all kind of take away from this is, is a little bit, it's like, don't be like reckless, I suppose, but you're like fearless. You know what I'm saying? Like too often do people like they sit on the sidelines and they say, man, I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that. And then it's like, well, it's, it's just, it, oh, that's kind of scary. So I think I'm going to just stay in my safe space. And you, you're like, hey, man, this looks badass. I'm going to go out there and I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna figure it out. Like, I'm going to just figure it out. And I just think that that's, that's very commendable. So uh, with your experience in real estate, what would you say is, um, is something that was different than maybe you thought it was going to be? Well, yeah, I think first of all, just to, you know, to kind of back it up, um, with regard to real estate, every time, at least in my experience, if you look down at interview 10 very successful people, how did you get your wealth? Majority of the people in the United States of America will say real estate. At least that's a major part of it. So I always knew from a cash flow perspective, a net worth perspective, and a tax perspective, that for the rest of my life, it's not going to be Forex trading. I already know that. For the rest of my life, guaranteed will involve real estate to some extent, guaranteed. There's no negotiation to that. And, um, you know, I guess to answer your question directly, the, a couple a couple things come to mind. First of all, the flip that I've done is a syndication flip, which means that there's about eight of us flipping this property. We all pooled our money together in order to get involved in this property. And I have some fantastic mentors that have done this now for years and, and are, are, I mean, extremely successful at, at what they're doing. and. You know, I, I had a crossroads where I had some money sitting and I said I could go down to Tempe, for instance, down the street at the college town and I could buy a, a $300,000 house and then put in 20 or 30 grand into it and then maybe sell it for a little over 400 and come out if, if all goes well. Um, and so I sat down at dinner one day with, with those specific mentors of mine and, you know, brought that plan to them. And they said, you're literally insane. For doing that and i was like why is that and they were like well if you were to buy that property and one major thing is wrong air conditioning unit foundation 
um, whatever. I mean, it could be anything major. That cuts away maybe over half of your profits, maybe even more. Maybe you even break even. The margin is so slim. So they started saying, why not put your money to work in a bigger deal where you don't necessarily have to deal with all the ins and outs of it. You let your money work for you and then you get to see the whole process still. You're still owner of the property. You still get to see the process, but you get to be part of a bigger deal where in a bigger deal, if the AC something goes wrong, it's 20 grand. What is 20 grand to a deal that's making 4 million bucks or whatever it is? Mm. It's not. So now it doesn't cut into half of your profit. And so, you know, for my first deal, you know, I, you made me sound really, really risky. But I mean, for my first deal, it wasn't really the case. I, I put my money together with others that were already successful, became a part mm-hmm. investor in the project. And uh, I, I'm going to live and this. I guess this will probably be the most egotistical saying I'll say today. I will literally break the Internet when you guys see the floor plans of this house. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Elevator, gym. The whole nine yards. Oh my gosh. Okay, so so uh, just to clarify, when you say uh, your your mentors are like uh, get involved in a bigger deal, right? Do they mean like more more units, or do they mean just bigger size, or like what what when you refer to that, what do you mean? Yeah, bigger bigger uh, bigger size, uh, maybe in a higher priced area. Um, so. You know, oh. that, that's really all it is. Instead of dealing with a, you know, you got to think about it. If you go on the internet and search how to, how to flip a home, imagine a situation you do that. What are you going to see on the internet? You're going to see 200, $300,000, $400,000 homes. Yep. However, not as many people are trying to pick up a, a $1.5 million home and, and, and flip that and, and sell it for six, seven or eight because it's a, a bigger barrier of entry. And so that's kind of the angle that I took because there's less competition, a little bit easier to get involved. Man, that's impressive. That's really impressive. So uh, obviously I, I tell everybody this uh, on our episodes. I'm like, oh, I send everybody like kind of like a, uh, a bullet point on like what we're gonna cover. And Patrick was really cool. He was like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kind of just go with it because I like being authentic. And I was like, I, man, I fucking love that. So my question for you, and this is kind of like an off the cuff question is like, are you enjoying your experience with the real estate stuff? I mean, yeah, I'm learning so much. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, we, we closed the money was, I, I had to send the money at the end of June. It closed like July 1st, 2nd or 3rd. Um, so my money's been gone since then. We haven't even started a demo on the outside yet. Um, that's just the real world of investing. I mean, we've, we've dealt with COVID county permits, variances, HOA permits, all these things that you know, at this level, I haven't dealt with ever yet. Um, you, you have to wait till all of that gets approved before you can do anything in the first place. And you don't want to start something just because you think it'll get approved because then what if you start it and then it gets denied and you have to make a change? Well, then you're screwed. You don't want to try to go pre-sell the home as a, I don't know, a, a whatever square footage home and then something messes up. You, you point is you have to have everything, you know, permits, everything straight. And um, so we've had to wait for that. So that's been a learning experience. And that's like the back end. Everybody knows about, oh, how to flip a house, throw on some drywall. They see it on TV, hit the demo. What about the variances? What about the permits with the county, the city, the HOA? That's the most annoying part. And that's really the part that I was trying to learn. So I figured instead of doing it myself, put money in a deal with bigger guys, bigger fish, um, you know, that know what they're doing and, and learn from them. You know what I think is really smart about about that? Because I actually have never really thought about uh, doing it with partners. But I think what's really cool is like 
your your experience, although you're like I'm sure heavily involved, it's really cool that you can kind of say, okay, I might not profit as much uh, being with like a bunch of different partners, but at the same time, because it's still kind of newer for you, you get to actually learn a lot, right? So it's not so yeah. much like uh, you know trial by fire. It's although there is some of that, right? But it's really just kind of like, hey. You're, you're drinking from a fire hose right now. Um, oh, and on top of that, you get to profit. And so that I think is like a really cool combination that you've figured out by doing that. Um, so, okay, here's my question for you. This is back to the back to the list because this is just so exciting. By the way, I'm gonna rewatch this and re-listen to this because I'm like, man, this is really good because I'm like, this is something I think everybody has thought about, right? Real estate flipping with there's a million shows where they talk about it and stuff and, and hearing your strategy right now is actually really cool. Um, so my question for you is like, okay, you've done very well at Forex. You've done, um, I know you have experience in e-com, drop shipping. Um, now you're in the real estate game. Um, what, what do you, what do you think is the biggest driving force, uh, for your success, right? Cause there's a lot of people that are scared to even get started. It, it, they're, they're sitting at their job. They're like, I hate my job. I need something different. Um, I'm listening to these guys. They're, they're sharp. They're killing this, that, um, but I don't know if I can do it. So like, what do you think is like the biggest driving force for you personally and your success? I don't know. I think it's cliche, but just a desire for more, um, not monetarily, but just more learning, more connecting more, um, you know, and, and really it's like once you drill deep in one area of your life, you know, maybe you start a business or get a job or, or learn a craft and you drill deep enough to have it. I mean, I'm not saying a lot of money, but say you have some excess money, you can start to look in other sort of places. And, and obviously being that, you know, I realize a lot of guys, they just, they choose not to invest when they're my age because they think about all the time they have. Whereas I'm like, I could theoretically screw the whole thing up and I'm still only 25 and most 25 year olds are, are, are $80,000 in college debt anyway. So I'm already ahead of them, even if I was at zero. So I, I, I think about, you know, life almost like a game where, you know, now it's to the point where, you know, I have a specific a specific, you know, monetary budget set aside to try different things. And, you know, we've seen the good ones. We've seen the bad ones. We've, you know, not nothing is is as cool and pretty as they, they make it seem. But I think that's where, you know, part of it, too, is just driving to educate. And like for the house flip, I'm making a YouTube series on my first house flip. Why? I don't have to. I would make the same amount of money regardless. But why not? Uh, the e-com store. I don't have to, but I could. Why not? Uh, Forex. I don't have to, but I could. Why not? So it's like, you know, it's kind of double dipping as well. And I see, you know, a lot of guys take advantage of that. And I, I, I mean, if, if you're looking for the nugget of the day, look at all these guys that are making great money and doing different investments. A lot of them do have something like YouTube because even if the entire investment fails, they're getting ad revenue off the video of it failing. <laughs> so it's almost like a, a hedge, a hedge against their bet. So, yeah. If, if, if you're listening to this, uh, write that part down because that's so smart. Even if it's a complete failure, what you're working on, yeah. if you master the content aspect of it, you're still making money off of the failure. So I just think <laughs> that's so smart, man. That's such a great way of putting it. Okay. So this is my favorite part. Um, if you followed me, uh, throughout the years, I've had multiple websites. 
Um, I document my failures, I document the good times, uh, I pretty much try to document it all. So my question for you, uh, by the way, side note guys, Patrick Kenny's actually the person that got me into YouTube. I thought it was, I was like, oh man, I'm way past my, my, the time, I'm like, everyone's already done it, it's, it's whatever. Now I'm like, I'm like obsessed with it, I'm like, okay, YouTube is pretty badass, I'll, I'll admit. And uh, so shout out to Patrick for that. Okay, so my question is, Patrick, what was, uh, what was the hardest moment for you um, as an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter the, the industry, doesn't matter the niche. Uh, what was the hardest, uh, you know, day moment? What was the hardest part for you? December, 2017, just without a doubt, couldn't, I mean, literally couldn't hit a trade if my life depended on it. Oh. Uh, couldn't, I mean, couldn't do that business, you know, ventures not going the way they wanted to go. And you look at it and you, you know, you, you, you shine about all these guys doing so well. I remember December 2017 looking at my income for the month and it was, you know, I don't even know. It was somewhere along the lines of like $115 and some odd cents for the whole month. And it was like, you know, it, I remember these mo that, that moment because it was like the lowest that I had been since I had started. And, you know, in those moments, you kind of, you ponder crap, I'm going to have to go back to what, you know, the, the societal plan was, which was to, you know, which I still got the degree or whatever, but I mean that moment. And then, you know, it's like, it's just like, those are the defining moments really a lot of times, but yeah, I can think of that moment. And, and, and in those moments, that's when what you're really doing it for comes out because people are always saying, Oh, I'm in it for the money. But the moment that you hit rock bottom, you got nothing. Um, you're not making anything and you're in that situation. Now you really know if you are in it for the money, because if you're in it for the money, you're going to leave because you're going to go get the money. Uh, if you're not in it for the money, you're, you're going to try to, you're going to try keyword, try your best to, to make something happen. Um, and so, you know, it was a lot of ebbs and flows, but it was just like, I had had some success, you know, 2014 to 2016, ups and downs. I had great months, bad months, never that bad, but it was December, 2017. I could, I mean, I literally, you could have told me what the market was doing. I would have somehow screwed it up. I, I just was not hitting and, and whatever. And that's probably where I now don't trade as aggressively in December. Cause it's like PTSD, but yeah, that was the, the darkest moment I would say. So I love that, by the way, that you say that. It's like, I, I've talked about this with somebody else on a different podcast episode, but it, it's, it's like, don't talk to me about your, your successes. Talk to me about the times you got your ass beat and you were able to pull yourself up and not quit because it's, um, you know, I talked to my wife. She's having, she's having the, the, just, if it were a stock, it would just be like this, right? Where it's just, it's just, she's peaking, she's doing great. But, uh, but during those really hard moments, because as we know, the more success, it, it doesn't make the failures hurt any less. And, um, you know, and then I, and then, and then I'll be like, Hey, listen, like this is, um, this is why people don't make it. You know, it's like that, that feeling of the, Oh man, why me? Or man, I can't, I can't, in your case, I can't hit a trade. Um, uh, before asking my next question, what, what, what was like the turnaround? Like what made you go, you know, and actually like lift yourself up and, and figure it out? Man, if I'm being honest with the timeline, I think the holidays saved me there because the holidays took my brain off of it. And I had like a week with family and like you have nothing to worry about um, and you don't really think about it. And then it was just like January's here now. Let's get back after it, you know, and and, <laughs> and, and then it was just, you know, it wasn't like there was some game plan. I just kept doing what I was doing. And then suddenly things started to 
you know, to turn around or I, I guess you could say. And so, um, yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's tough because you're in the middle of, of, of what you would call, at least at that time, even I would have could, could called myself successful. Funny looking back now, I wouldn't have. But at the time I was calling myself successful um, and then having such a moment where you thought you were successful in, say, even October, November, and then you go to zero, you know, you, you really have to audit yourself. So, yeah. I, I love that, by the way. I, uh, if, you, if, you, if you come for the money, you'll, you'll leave for the money. And um, I think that that's something that, um, you know, with, with figuring out why you, why you do anything, right? We've, everyone's heard all the figure out your why, figure out your why. Um, but, you know, when it, when it comes down to myself, I'm like, I always, even during the tough times, I think I'm like, oh, and I like how you said that, by the way, like, oh, I'll go hang out with family, kind of separate myself for a minute, kind of like dust myself off. You know, they talk about Michael Jordan going in at halftime and just punching the locker, you know, ah, taking a deep breath and then getting back out there and doing the thing. And, and that's kind of like, what you got to do, you got to remember why you started. Hopefully, like you said, it's not just to get rich because unfortunately, in, as an entrepreneur, that's not, that's not, number one, that's not guaranteed. Number two, that's not a good enough driving force. And um, it's got to be something different. I always tell people my worst day as a, as a full-time entrepreneur where I get to stay home, wake up when I want, go to bed when I want, watch my daughter grow up. Um, I will take the worst day of that than the best day at a job, you know, making 25 bucks an hour or whatever, being told what to do and, and not really sure where to go from there. So um, here's my question for you. We, we talk about, the, I always leave with like the worst. What was the, what's the best moment, the best feeling you've ever had as an entrepreneur? Man, well, I, I can't, I gotta, for compliance reasons, I gotta leave the number sure. out. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't sure. a big nut. You, you, you were with me in San Diego and I had a little bit of change in my pocket that one day with, in terms of a check. And I can't mention that either. It was substantially yeah. smaller than that check that I showed you that day. But this was a moment where I had had, you know, some success. And then I had a day. There was one day I remember I was still in college, still living at my parents. I remember going to the couch and telling my, my mom and dad what I had made. And then I, all I remember, dude, is just walking over to my mom and I just started crying. And it was just, I, I still, it's just oh. in my house, in the middle of the, in the middle of the fall. Um, not, there's no champagne, nothing. Just on like a random Tuesday night and just literally just crying. Cause it was like, wow, I finally did it. Not that I had done anything. I mean, it wasn't like I could do anything. It wasn't a lot of money, but at the time it was that I wish I could say the number cause you guys would laugh, but that that's. That, that literally still to this day is, is my favorite moment of all time. I think that's, I think that's, wow. I mean, that's, it's, it's crazy that, that uh, like, uh, you know, you think like fist pump, you feel like, like blow something up. But the fact that you were overcome with emotion, I think shows the journey and like the, the, the ups and the downs, right? Like the, the doubt, the, the everything. And then it's like, holy shit, I did it. This thing, this thing works. I think that's the big thing, right? It's like, this thing works, whatever it is, when it's like, oh wow, the hard work paid off, uh, the business that I'm in, I'm not crazy, uh, this, this actually worked. And I think that that's so cool uh, that, uh, that you shared it the way you did. Um, okay, so this is always a little curveball question. You kind of, you kind of are a different example or a different person that, than I usually talk to you because you did just recently kind of get into something new. Uh, but here's my question. Uh, what is an industry you're not currently involved with that you think, oh, that's a really cool one. I could see myself getting involved in that someday. 
Oh boy, I didn't read all your questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, An industry I'm not involved with that I think I could one day. I mean, there's a lot of industries that cross my mind that I think I could do well in. I think one industry that I believe with uh, you know my skill in terms of relationship building that I could probably do well in, as weird as it sound, is the insurance industry. I don't think I will, but I feel like I could probably do pretty well in the insurance industry. I know that's random, but uh, honestly, I would say real estate, but I just got involved in real estate, so I can't. I, I would. I want to say real estate here, but I can't, so I'll say insurance. I think that's I think that's great, man. I think we all know somebody. We all know somebody, by the way. It's like that is killing it. And you're saying, uh, yeah, actually, I think, and, and, and it's funny you said that because insurance is one of those industries. I sit around and I'm like, well, I can't have like 500 things that I'm involved with, right? So, but that is one of those industries that I'm like, you know, I bet you if I like were like sink my teeth into that, I could probably do well at that. And I, I think that's awesome that you said that because, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter where you start, but I think that the important thing is that you start, right? Like uh, we're not getting any younger. Um, and I think if you're sitting at home and you're like, man, this is good. Uh, you know, I don't, maybe I don't have the capital for real estate. Um, well, hey, insurance is another thing. It's kind of like in the sense, it's almost like network marketing in the sense that it's like, you might actually be working for a company uh, but it really, it really kind of gives you that, like almost that freedom to go out there and kind of do your own thing uh, and kind of feel like a tri a traditional business owner or or what have you. So I think that that's such a really interesting uh, industry and uh, and and profitable one too. So uh, here is um, here's a question for you. So in five years, all right, five years, because we like to think big, we like to dream big. Now. By all accounts, anyone that's watching this, like, oh, Patrick is killing it, you know? But we're always thinking bigger. Uh, you know, Grant Cardone is always thinking bigger. He's always thinking bigger than he is. And, uh, and, you know, name an entrepreneur. They're always thinking bigger and better than where they're currently at. Where would you like to be in five years? What, what, what do you see Patrick Kenny's life like in five years from now? Honestly, it's going to blow you away. Right now, this exact life. I don't want anything to change. I love my life. <laughs> that's fantastic i mean same thing I'm doing, man. everything i can do i can scale but i don't see myself yeah. wanting anything like the exact i i know that i like often guys will go horizontal they want more out of this industry this industry i have my you know main couple things that i do and that's it and the only thing i can tell you is i just want to keep scaling so that might be more flips that might mean bettering my trading software that might be bigger trading accounts that might be bigger teams whatever it is but i don't you know have this grand vi I, I i don't know what i'm going to eat tonight for dinner so i can't answer that question really to be honest it's it's a that was a badass answer though i mean honestly it's like it's i bet it's a really refreshing feeling to wake up and to be like pinch me like this is good like if Ooh, if this is every it day, every day for the last seven years every single day that's a, it's a fantastic, fantastic uh, answer and I'm sure feeling. Uh, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change up one of the questions I have for you because I was like, uh, we, we kind of, in a lot of your answers, like you're also answering some of the other questions, which is actually really good. So my question for you, kind of coming to the end, uh, is you are, you're all of a sudden finding yourself in, on a stadium and you're talking to a bunch of people who want to be an entrepreneur. Right? Doesn't matter the industry, they want to be an entrepreneur. What's a piece of advice you would give them 
for just getting started, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, real estate, Forex, uh, dropshipping, uh, whatever. What, what, what would be a piece of advice you would give them? I just had an event two weeks ago in Vegas and this exact question was asked. So I'll, I'll give the same answer. It's all about your circle. Every, every industry, whether it's your job, whether it's your, your life, your business, um, the people you associate with and the, and the business partners, just your circle of friends, those are the people that are going to get you from A to B, not anything else. Um, so my advice would be, especially for people just starting something, is get around a group of people that are positive, motivational, they support you. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't dream of my worst enemy. Some of the videos I used to get of, you know, quote unquote, friends of mine in high school and college recording, you know, at parties, having me on the big screen, all recording my face, laughing at me. I, I wouldn't, you know, wish that on anybody. It's all about your circle. You got to find a group of people that, you know, love you for you. They, and, and also a group of people that maybe they know you now when you're nothing. Because I still, you know, I still have, obviously I have new colleagues and friends sure. that are at my level or above my level or, or whatever. But I also have friends that knew me, they knew the 15 year old Patrick that was just a, 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 a dipshit for lack of better word. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's, it's about that circle. I don't think there's any other thing that can go hand in hand until you have a great circle behind you. I, I, man, what a fantastic piece of advice. We, we talked about stopping the podcast and writing something down. That is something you absolutely should write down. You know, people think that it's, it's about, and I know a lot of books have told us, oh, make tons of relationships, but I think instead of having so many relationships, it's actually more important to have quality relationships uh, of like-minded people, of people that lift you up, of people that want better for you. And uh, Patrick, that's what a great piece of advice. Okay, in closing, uh, big question. If somebody wanted to connect with you or just, or just view your content, right? Where they're like, man, that's, that's awesome. What, it, what would be, what would be the platform you think that they should go try to find you on? What's the tag handle, uh, that you probably, you feel like you produce the most content on? Uh, Instagram or YouTube. So my Instagram is at P Kenny FX. Uh, YouTube's my name, Patrick Kenny. And, um, yeah, I mean, both of those are most active as well as specifically YouTube. I mean, I've got all sorts of good stuff on there from the, the house flip we're talking about. I mean, go watch that series. It's going to be out of control. So, I mean, yeah, that, those are the two places, Instagram and YouTube. Awesome. And we will, guys, for those of you listening, we will make sure both those handles are in the description. So it's gonna, it's an easy click away in case you can't remember it for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, but definitely check out Patrick's content because I'm telling you right now, listen, uh, we all as entrepreneurs, not, not everyone will admit this, but for myself, I have a little bit of an ego, but I will tell you right now, Patrick is one of my favorite people to just sit back in a dark room and just quietly like learn from. Cause I'm like, he's, He's really smart. He's really smart. And, uh, and, uh, Patrick doesn't actually have like a really an ego. He's actually just a super cool dude. And is, uh, the information that he gives is like, uh, is just amazing. I was, I was literally li watching his YouTube and, and the, the real estate stuff. And I was like, it, it, it is, it's so cool. and so like raw 
that that people when, like, when, when people actually document stuff like that and anyways I just think it's really cool I think you guys should all check it out even if you're not trying to do real estate you can you can still pick stuff up just like you can from this podcast you can pick stuff up just from his mentality just from just from how he approaches uh, projects and and uh, new industries and just goals and uh, so anyways, Pat, obviously, man, I, you, you know, I am just so grateful that you were on here. Uh, we like to keep them relatively short. So, uh, so the, the people getting interviewed aren't bored, but, um, this was amazing. I'm so glad you were willing to get on here and then hopefully, yeah, man, hopefully I can get out to Arizona or you come out to San Diego and, uh, we can, uh, we can, uh, you know, share some fun times again. Heck yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me. This has been awesome, man. You're great. Awesome, man. Well, I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Bye-bye.